Welcome to C3 San Diego. Need something fresh, real, and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get live stream service notifications, podcasts, and up-to-date information on upcoming events. We are so glad you're joining us for a powerful, life-transforming message from one of our C3 San Diego pastors. We would love to hear about how God is impacting your life through this ministry. Please share your experience with us at info at c3sandiego.com. If you'd like to be a part of what C3 Church is doing in the city of San Diego and beyond, you can contribute financially by going to c3give.com and choosing the giving option that works best for you. We hope you enjoy this message. Man, I'm happy to be here. Actually, I'm happy to be anywhere. It's so nice to see you. Who, who are the newcomers? Can you just raise your hand again? I'd like to see you. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. So nice to have you all. Give them all another big welcome. Yeah, it's, that's just wonderful. Well, it is a pleasure to, to be in, uh, in uh, San Diego again, greatest city in the world, and uh, other than Sydney, obviously. Speaking of Sydney, we were there recently. I live there, and I occasionally visit. But it was wonderful to have Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, two of the most wonderful people in the world. Amazing, amazing people. And, of course, John Heinrich and Becky Heinrich. You know, when he gets up here and he looks so like, I want to kill him. Just Let's just shoot him. And uh, No, we won't do that, Beck. We love you too much. You're amazing, you guys. Doing such a good job here. Yeah. Jurgen just keeps, he can't stop talking about you. John and Becky, John and Becky. And I go like, my God. It's so good to see you guys. And, uh, well, touch your neighbor. Say, I'm glad I'm sitting next to you, would you? And uh, you may be seated. Uh, like uh, in Sydney, the, we have a conference every year called Presence. And uh, people say, it's a great conference. And uh, I say, well, at the end of the conference, I'll tell you whether it's a good conference or not. Because, you know, you have a lot of emotions, you have a lot of feeling. Hey, where are you guys going? Like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like naked up here now all of a sudden, you know. You know better than that. This, this guy, Mr. Benitoz. Yeah. Stick around, Andy. And uh, <clears throat> Andy's a good friend of mine. You never know what could happen here. Yeah. I feel like your dry season is over for some of you. I said, I feel like your dry season is over. Did not you hear me? I said, your dry season. It's over. It's over. New days, new beginnings, fresh starts. Amen. See, Andy, if you hadn't been there, it, that would have been, like, it just wouldn't have worked. And, uh, so, Presence Conference. Nice time, you know, like, wonderful. Yeah, we got the highlights. So, this is, I, I just would like you all to come down there. We, oh God, we so need you. Uh, just to liven the place up a little, you know. Help us look good, uh, all that kind of stuff. This was Presence Conference this year. If you can spin that, thank you. Take me back where the water flows from your throat. Pour it out like I've never known. Spirit, lead. 
powerful energy. He is the seeker to effective prayer and preaching. He is the river of life. He brings new life wherever he flows. The Holy Spirit is the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. The church cannot exist without the Holy Spirit. We need the breath of God in our bones. We need to humble ourselves again to actually model the humility of Christ. So please, please come down so we can have revival and uh, get some of San Diego fire. Whoa. Yes, sir. Well, uh, before I get on the way, and uh, my message is not long tonight. Uh, it's like, um, like Elizabeth Taylor said to her seventh husband, I won't keep you long. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. God bless you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, dear. We're not off to a good start tonight, but uh, parable of the dog, that'll help you. Uh, help you from needing to keep getting saved is like some of us, most of us know Jesus as Savior, but, you know, there's another step, so he becomes Lord. And if he's ruling your life right and you're doing what he, you'll need less saving. And uh, you get to know him more as, as Lord and Creator. Hope, finally you can buy hope and uh this will help you. This is like we're living in a, a world of despair. We've got a plague of suicide, which is in mostly amongst young men, for goodness sake. I, I mean, there's so much to live for. But I'm telling you, suicide, yeah, the more pills that people are taking, the worse it's getting. It seems like the more concentration, there, there's, there's wrong answers being delivered. You, you don't give people who've got cancer aspirin, you know, you... You need Jesus. You need the God of hope. You need, you need hope injected deep in your soul. Peace. When we ask our church, what do you want us to preach about? Most all the time, it's, we're too stressed. We don't know what we're, you know, how to cope with life. And so we say, take some peace pills. And uh, it's better than the other kind. Born identity, who you are in Christ. Faith, first book I read, wrote, and that will help you. That will definitely help you. Youth leader, that will help you as well. And moving in the spirit, I'm going to talk a little bit about this tonight. Andy, is that all right? Yeah, okay, now you're good, but we're done. Amen. Yeah, thanks. Give these guys a big hand. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Was the sound mix good tonight? Was the, the mix was one of the best I've ever heard in my life. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah. It was, that was awesome, man. Yeah, no, you, you, you're good. You're good. Sound, sound guys in church are the most abused people on earth, so I like encouraging them wherever I go. <laughs> you know, all the roadies up there smoking and barefooted. And, uh, <laughs> but not the sound man. He's, uh, he's on fire, but with a different kind. Okay, so, uh, so, 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 here tonight, uh, 
I want to I talk, uh, I know you've come to the end of Vision Builders, and I want to talk a little about that in the middle of this, but uh, last weekend in Australia, as it would be here, I imagine, was Pentecost weekend. And, uh, and I, I take advantage of that to talk, about, to talk about Pentecost. And I know out of that we got the Pentecostals. It's okay. The penny, the, the penny, the, you know, and, oh, gee, uh, I apologize uh, for the Pentecostals uh, <laughs> where you had either too much makeup or no makeup. And, uh, you know, just looked as ugly as sin most of the time because that was holy. So... I'm sorry. I, look, if you, if, please, if, if you've you know, been wounded by any goofy people in the church, uh, even in this church, we apologize. And, uh, and, and uh, the thing is, I, I don't want you to let that stop you from getting what this is. This is about power, and it came on the day of Pentecost, and so... We could inadvertently reject that because we've had a cultural mishap over here and a collision with something that just bent us wrongly. So now we want this kind of conservative Christianity that doesn't have a lot of power in it, but at least I can call myself a Christian. Well, I would like you to get over that threshold into a world of power tonight. I would like you to get into something because quite honestly, if... uh, the Christian life, you know, it's not hard. It's impossible. And you cannot live it. You, you can't do it. God will never ask you to do something you can do. He's always going to be asking you to do stuff you cannot do. So you need him to do it. And he, I mean, how are you going to love your enemies? I can barely love my neighbor. Uh, he says, love your neighbor. I say, have you met my neighbors? I, God, love I can put up with people. I can survive people. I can, I mean, and I'm just talking about family. Uh, It's like, (laughs) right? Right? Marriages fall into bits. Families fall into bits. Love your, what enemy they're in my own house. How how do you love? Are we talking romantic love? Are we talking like, I love you. Are we, what? What is this? You know, how can I do that? I, I, I can't forgive them. I remember, every time I look at them, I only remember what they did to me. You know, like, and you want me to be patient with them? My God, they, they, they've been doing this for 30 years. Squeezing the toothpaste out of the top. <laughs> Putting the toilet paper around the wrong way. There are such serious things to get aggravated about. Leaving hair in all the wrong places. Oh, God. And ah, and that's just your father who lives with you. You know, it's like, it's, it's, there are more serious things than that. He's cheated on you, maybe. He is, your kids are, you know, doing things that, and you want me to love them? I step all night and, and I'm anxious. And you say, be, don't be anxious for anything. I mean, like, really? How's that working for you? <laughs> Be anxious for nothing. Jesus, you're, you're kidding me, right? Yeah. Close that book. No, don't, don't, don't talk to me out of that book. Be anxious for nothing? No, no, you didn't say that. It's in the Bible. Rejoice always, please. 
please, I like being depressed sometimes. I want to be depressed. I'm sick of being happy. I'm a pastor, I'm paid to be happy. I wanna have a night off. Rejoice always. How are we gonna do all this stuff? Be thankful and everything. What? For some things, no, for everything. Even some meals, like giving thanks before the meal, that's a step of faith, right? Look at that meal. You need power. You gotta have power from somewhere else to be better than you are now. There's a version two of you. There is a version two of you and it's filled with the Holy Ghost. It's filled with power and signs and wonders. So. Jesus says this in Acts 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So he is saying, I want you to get clothed with power. He says, go and wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power. When was the last time you felt clothed with power? I mean, when was the last time you, 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 you just felt power coming all over you? For some believers, it's never happened. And some of you tonight, you have a heart for it and you have a hunger for it and there's something that you're reaching out for, but it's never really quite come upon you because maybe you've had an experience over there with a crowd called the Charismatics or a crowd called the Pentecostals or, or, or a crowd called, they, they, they were goofy, spiritual, airheaded people. And, and you're worried, you know, huh, not into that. It was a little undignified for you maybe, not quite sophisticated enough but I'm telling you here he says you are going to get power on your life your dry season is over you've got to allow rains to fall upon your life for you to be empowered to be witnesses for him here and throughout the ends of the earth you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit but cannot do anything that God has asked you to do without the Holy Ghost so Acts 2 verse 1 to 13 as our friend was telling us uh, on Passover, this is, this is like 50 days later. Penny means 50. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me tell you, people of San Diego C3, I see a day coming this year, 2017, when fire is going to fill this house. Supernatural signs and wonders are going to come into this place. I am not just preaching here. I'm not just trying to say something positive. The fire and the power of a supernatural God is going to fill this house. You're going to find yourself drinking at a well that has not been drunk up before. These are the last days when I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The best thing you can do for your children is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have them in the house of God so that they can feel fire filling their bones. I want your bones to tremble with the power of the Holy Spirit. He is here for us to take advantage of. We are not saved to just sit in church on Sunday. We are here to be filled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with the Holy Ghost to have an abundant life, to live far above. 
all that we think is possible in Jesus' name. So here's the thing. The day of Pentecost had fully come, just a little Bible study. Like our friend said, 1,500 years after Passover, uh, they, there's Jesus on the cross dying, the Passover lamb. Passed over, death passed over, passes over you. But now, even though we've remembered the Passover lamb at Easter and then the resurrection, resurrected Jesus. You know, it, I, just, I just need to jump into the margin of this message for a minute. Because there's something that blows my mind. You never want to underestimate the power of praise. It's a weapon. It's the atmosphere that activates angels. It's, it's God dwells in praise. But it isn't just saying praise God, praise God, praise God. I was in London not so long ago in, in a hotel room and I just spent a day, I didn't have anything else to do, like, you know, to preach or anything. So I, I found a really nice moment to be in the presence of God. And I, I had a visitation in that room that day. It was the sound of a rushing wind filled that place. And it was, the, it was like the wings of great angels. And the Lord said to me, angels are activated in an atmosphere of praise. And I've met angels. I don't mean to go weird on you right now, but only once or twice. That's in like nearly 50 years of following Jesus. But they are like unbelievable creatures. And it's not like they're only going to be doing what God tells them to do. I've heard people say, oh, I'm going to command the angels to go, well, good luck to you. You know, it's, they're impervious to us. They're, they're, it's a mystery to them why God even bothers with us, with all our shenanigans, you know. So, but I felt this connection from this angel to me, a covenant, and the covenant of love, not from the angel, but God's covenant with me, commissioned an angel to walk with me. And the Lord said to me, you know, uh, you, need to, you need to keep praising because that's the fuel of angels. Praise is like fuel for them. And, and so I began, I said, oh, God, I'll do that. Praise God, praise God, praise God. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm praising you. He said, well, it's weak praise. I said, well, thank you very much. Got any other encouraging words for me today? You know what? I said, what's up? He said, praise without Jesus at the center is weak praise. You need to bring Jesus into the center of all your praise. So he is at the center of the throne. And I said, wow, what's that about? He said, well, you remember him for a moment in the history of the world where he dies on a cross. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the awesome thing. He said, no, that's not the awesome thing. It is amazing the pain he endured for that moment. But you need to realize that when he left heaven, he knew he would never resume 
his former status. He gave up for eternity. He became a man. He hasn't gone and said, oh, I'm going. that was a nice little exertion being a man. I'm leaving that now. I'm going back into heaven. I'll be God. He is God. But he's man as well with holes in his hand that will never pass away. And that is why my praise for him endures for eternity. Because forever and ever, he is going to be exactly what he became when he came to earth. So he's given it up. He's made a sacrifice that lasts for eternity. Now has no end to it. So our praise can have no end to it. We can't be just saying, Lord, you died for me and I thank you for that. He gave up heaven for us. He gave up being God to become a man who would bear scars of sacrifice in his hand and never resume his former status for you. His love for you was to sacrifice everything and give it all. And so forever and ever, I will have my hands lifted and say, God, I praise and I worship and I magnify and I glorify everything you've ever done for me. You've laid down your life. You gave it all up. And so coming back out of the margin, we end up at the day of Pentecost. And the amazing thing is that God has this calendar that is so finely tuned that there are events that are going to happen in the history of the world that have a predestined determination that, that, that cannot be humanly manipulated. You cannot, you cannot make the Spirit fall out of heaven and put fire on people's heads on the 50th day after the day of Passover, on the day of Pente, which means 50, the day of Pentecost. But that's what happened. That is not a humanly engineered moment. There are divinely engineered moments that are designed not only for us as the church, but for you as an individual. There are going to come days, and maybe that moment is here now tonight, where God has got you by a series of events to be in that seat where you are, thinking, my God, is this a moment in my destiny that I need to reach out and take a hold of? Because even as Vision Builders has been here, what an opportunity is passing you by, but it will be gone, and you'll have to wait an entire another the year before you can actually engage and become part of building a vision that's reaching the world for Christ. And so before it finishes, you need to step out and say, I'm in. Count me in. I want to be part of this army of vision builders that are going to build a house and plant hundreds of campuses and C3 churches all around America in Jesus' name. We're not here to play religious games, people. This is about getting clothed with power. Oh, my friends, if you think that sitting in a seat, warm in a seat on a Sunday was what Jesus came to save and die for you for, die for, you for you, oh, we are so wrong if we think that was it. We are world changers. You are history makers. So this sound came from heaven and they spoke in other tongues. Now, there's a weird thing. I know we've all met some unusual people who kind of claims they're speaking in tongues, but... This is a reality. Paul calls it the least of the gifts, which is awesome. That's awesome because that means all of us can get in on it. And it's the first thing that will trigger the release of a supernatural world in your life. Because it unhooks your tongue from your head and hooks it up to your spirit. So suddenly you're stirring up a spiritual life on the inside of you. Now for some of you here tonight, who used to have a roaring fire... Things have happened. Life has hit you hard and drowned out the fire. 
And there's nothing worse than that smell of a smoky piece of wood after it was burning, but now it's just ash and black, right? And I know we've all met believers, they stink. You know, it's like they, they got that smoky smell about them. And, and I'm here tonight, if that's, if that's you on the inside, reach out beyond that smoky self and say, I'm going to get on fire here again tonight. I'm going to let fire start to burn on the inside of my soul. You know, uh, uh, it's, it's a, it's, isn't it a, an interesting thing when we, we, we find in church life, uh, there, there are things that happen not just from the world, but from other believers. And it knocks us around. We think, oh, church people, you know. It, it can be hard. It's like their mother who, who went into a son's bedroom on Sunday morning and said, hey, son, time for you to go to church. He said, I'm not going to church. I don't, I don't want to go to church. They don't like me down there. They all hate me. They talk about me. Nobody talks to me when I go there. She said, you got to get up and go to church. He said, you just give me two reasons why I should go to church. She said, all right, I will. Number one, you're 40 years old. And number two, you're the pastor. <laughs> Tara, there are times when you don't want to go to church. Well, you don't want to be part of the whole Christian thing. It's like, I have people come to me and say, oh, I'm so upset with this place, I'm going to leave. I said, can I come too? <laughs> Do you know how many times I've wanted to leave? My God, you don't leave because you just got a little bit of a problem. You're going to take that baggage with you to your next situation. Do not pick up and move out. You got to keep growing, growing. You don't grow a tree by occasionally dipping the roots in water every now and then. You don't, you, you don't dig it up here and plant it there. And you say, where's my fruit? Well, just stay planted. Stay planted. The winds will blow. Your roots will grow. It's that simple. You say, but it's stretching me. I just can't take it anymore. Stretching is good. Stretching is how you grow. And so when you go after a year, you come back to the same situation. You realize, hey, I'm bigger than it now. It doesn't bother me anymore. Some demons you've just got to outgrow. Some problems you just got to get bigger than. You're not going to defeat it by yelling and screaming. and f You just grow. It ain't going to bother me anymore. I'm not anxious about this anymore. That thing doesn't bug me anymore. I'm not addicted to that thing anymore. I've beaten it. Why? Because I grew. Why did I grow? Because I was planted. Come some of that water, uh, please. Yeah. Oh, I got one here. Thank you, Jesus. Gin? No. You San Diego people, you're so liberated down here. Oh, really, it's just vodka. I mean, water. Lord. What is wrong with me here tonight? Must be the last meeting of the weekend, right? Get a little goofy. <laughs> so, so, speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues, there's, there's, Jesus said you'd speak with new tongues. And I, I, wanted, I just want to jump on these things because I know that these are keys to a supernatural, powerful life. And I know the devil would love to just block it off from you by giving you bad experiences and, 
and, and seeing all these goofy things that happen and say, well, I'm not, and neither am I. And you know, they're just like insane people sometimes. But this doesn't mean that it's not a real gift. It's a real gift with real power for you that you can stir up your inner man and you can start to let, I mean, I would say at least a half of my prayer life is speaking in tongues. There are three kinds of tongues. There are other tongues where you speak in another language supernaturally that you've never learned before. I've heard it happen maybe twice in my life where somebody was speaking in Dutch and, they, and somebody said, wow, that was a nice message you gave me in Dutch, you know, like in my language. And they said, what did I say? Because I, I can't speak Dutch. <laughs> and the second is angelic tongues. Paul says, though I speak with the tongues of angels. So that's like a message. It's a gift that people have to bring a message to people, to the church. But the third kind, Paul says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to people, but to God, for no one understands them. So that is the kind of language, supernatural language, that you will speak in when you find the Holy Spirit comes on you. As soon as the Spirit falls upon people, you're going to say something. It's not like, oh, I can feel the Holy Spirit. You're going to say something. It's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to pray, prophesy, preach, speak in tongues. Something is going to start coming out of your mouth. And that fire that burns on the inside of you, that used to burn on the inside of some of you, that's gone a little cold. Tonight, I am believing that you'll be set on fire again, that you'll have revival coming into your soul. Listen, the second thing that happened, when those people were baptized in the Holy Spirit, Peter stood up. A guy who had been backslidden, swearing, cursing, denying he knows Jesus just six weeks before, suddenly is the premier preacher at the greatest conference of Christian life in the world, at the birthday of the church. He's preaching, and when, when the, on the day of Sinai, when Moses came down with the law, 3,000 people died. But on the day of Pentecost in the New Testament, when Peter stood up and preached, 3,000 people came alive in that moment because he's preaching life. He brought grace. He brought fire. He brought love down from the mountaintop. So Peter starts prophesying. He says, in the last days, and I love this prophecy because most, most Christians move towards the negative on the last days. Oh, there'll be volcanoes. There'll be earthquakes. There'll be wars, plagues, diseases. You know, and you go, golly. So we're storing up food in the garage and the rats are eating the rice and we got bunkers down underneath the house. And we're all nervous and afraid. But Peter, he says, listen, this is the sign of the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old man will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. They will see visions. They will see visions. One of the greatest things that God will give you is your future in your head. That's why a young man called Jürgen Matesius has a vision for this city to see 100,000 people in C3 congregations all around this city. Whether it's a hundred congregations of a thousand or a thousand of a hundred, who cares? The point is God wants to reach San Diego for Christ and he's going to do it through a great move of God. And the reason we have a vision builders is because we have a vision. 
and we need people to build the vision. So we have a vision, but it ain't going to happen unless we have an army of people who start to get involved and step into that and sacrifice faith and commitment. So Jesus comes in John 7, 37, and he says, listen, if you want this, this power, this life, this electricity, this divine energy inside of you that produces and creates in your imagination pictures of the future, and so that you can speak to God, it stirs a flame on the inside of you. He tells us how to do it in John 7, 37. On the last day, he stood and cried, if anyone's thirsty, if anyone's thirsty, what are you thirsty for? You're thirsty to see Logan? You're hungry to get on that holiday? I mean, it's summertime. I just want to get to that lake. Are you thirsty to make another million bucks at the real estate company? What's the deepest thirst on the inside? You used to thirst for the Bible. It's kind of sat there for a while, love. Church does it for me. You know, they, they, I got preachers. I didn't read it every day. But you're dying on the inside. You know it. You're feeling dry and you're thinking, oh, I got to go to church again. If you got to go to church, something's gone wrong. I want to go to church. I've been doing this for 47 years. I still get excited when I'm driving down the road. At the end of Sunday, I think, Give, I want to do it again. I want to do it again. I could do a better job next time around. And I'm already thinking about next Sunday. The fire of God is a self-perpetuating fire, a passion. Jesus said, I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. If the passion has left, if I'm just speaking in tongues and that's all, I got no fire on the inside. I want to get that again here tonight. So in about one minute, I'm going to invite everybody to come, who wants this to come and stand down the front here. I'm going to pray for you. If you've lost the thirst, come on, people, get it back. Get it back tonight and say, Lord, pick my heart. Fix my appetite. Fix my hunger. i got to get undistracted from all these other things that are dividing up my emotions and my affections and all my attention. I need to have one thing above every other thing. I want to chase you. And in that environment, a power is going to flow to you from heaven. Let's all stand up. And if you're saying, that's me, I want that, I want you to come and stand down here. If the musicians can come real quick, that would be good. Thank you. You know, I want you to say, yeah, tonight I'm hungry. Tonight I'm hungry for fire. I'm hungry for power. I'm hungry for that divine energy to fill my life, to fill my heart, to fill my spirit in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes church work can just burn it out of you. Even if you're a church worker. You know, you need to say, ah, I want fire. I want that power again. We, begin, we can get familiar. I might do like 10 to 12 preaching meetings a week. Sometimes you just think I've done this once before. I can, but I got to find that place of fresh fire on the inside of me. Just keep coming forward. Make room for those who can't get down here. You know, the point is the Spirit of God is going to fall on you. Can we just turn this place into a prayer meeting right now and reach out to God? Just start crying out to God, all of you down the front here. Lord Jesus, touch, touch her. 
Let fire come into these lives. Fire come into these lives. Fire come into these lives. Fire come into these hearts. Fire in Jesus' name. Put your fire, oh God, in summer. Let the Holy Spirit fill our heart in the name of Jesus. Oh, there's so many great things that God has in store for you. The prayers of your grandmother will come to pass in your heart and in your life. I put a vision in your eyes and it will come to pass. It will not remain dormant. Here's a day uh, coming where the door will open and light will shine and you will see clearly the things that have been hidden from view. And I will make your steps clear. They will not be hidden from you. The Word is a lamp to your feet, a light into your path. You know, I see, I see you touching so many people I, it, like, who are strays, who are like, like, like the, they're living like animals almost, and you're reaching out to them. And I see you touching lives that your heart breaks for. And the Spirit of God is going to clothe you with deep compassion and a power and a resourcing so that a burden that has lived at the base of your heart will rise to the surface you'll find yourself brokenhearted for lost people and touching their lives with the arms that have been lengthened to reach people a long way away from God. Jesus, touch. Touch your heart. Touch your soul. Touch your lives with fire. Put fresh fire. Fresh fire. Put it in Him. Put it in Him. Fresh fire. Put it in these lives, oh God. Put fire. Fire. Fire in these lives. In Jesus' name. Let there be fresh fire all over these lives, oh God. All over these lives. All over these lives. Your fire, your power touches these hearts. Lord, in Jesus' name, touch her, touch her, touch him. Jesus, let fire pour down into hearts here today. In Jesus' name, touch him. Touch his family. Touch his family. Touch him. Touch him. Touch him. Touch him. Touch him. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for your power, your Holy Spirit, the life of God. Touch these lives. Touch these lives. Touch these lives. The power, the fire, and anointing. Touch these lives. Touch these lives. Touch these lives. Oh, God. Touch these lives. In Jesus' name, your presence, your spirit, bring revival. Bring a fresh fire. Bring a fresh hunger. Bring a fresh thirst. Jesus, Jesus, touch these lives. 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 Touch. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled, 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 filled with power. Put it in them, Father. Tonight, fire. Hunger, power, fresh life, the miraculous. Oh, I'm telling you, there are gifts in your lives right now that are coming alive again. Gifts that have been dead. Gifts that haven't been functioning. Some of you are evangelists. If you brought somebody to church in the last 12 months, would you put your hand up? You got the gift of evangelism. You ought to make a goal to bring 50 people, <coughs> 50 people to church in the next year. 
Set your gift to go. Put it in your mind. I'm going to try to get one a week into the house of God. Imagine that. <clears throat> if we could see that gift of evangelism unlocked in people's lives. And so they started to make a concerted effort to stir up that gift on the inside of them and fulfill the ministry that God had given them. Some of you are the gift of hospitality. You need to take one person home from church at least once a week with a meal. Take them out for a meal. Establish them in the house of God. As an army of believers, the church grows because of all the gifts that God has got on the inside of you. Don't let your own agenda consume the gifts that God has given you. As you yield to God, and you say, I know what I can do. I'm a helper in the house. And then there's just people here right now. I know that your marriage is getting healed. Right now, some of you have got a horrible situation to go home to. If you get filled with the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> you're going to find yourself going home changed. Version 2 is going to go home tonight. Somebody's got to break the cycle. Somebody's got to love first. How do I do that? You'll find a power that's beyond all the wounding, that's beyond all the hurt, all the, all the pain. That'll enable you to live far above your situation. In Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit is here right now. For the next 30 seconds, I want everybody in the house, just reach out to God. And if you've never spoken in other tongues, if you've never spoken in tongues, why don't you just start saying, thank you, Jesus. Don't be passive. Enter into it. Speak the language. The language of heaven. Speak it out. Stir it up. God is here. Oh God, oh God. I didn't come here to bring a message tonight. I came here to bring this, to bring this. Fire, passion, the Holy Spirit. If you're right up the back, just enter in. You don't have to be on the front to have this happen. Oh, in Jesus' name, people are going to go out of this place with fresh fire on the inside. In Jesus' name, oh God, teshikaharatasti, teklamon brandasti, alarebutashu kapratai. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. We got about one minute before I'm going to close. Before I close, I want to ask this one question. There may be some of you who have never asked Jesus to come into your life. This may be a pretty unusual meeting or church service for you. <clears throat> but I want you to receive Christ. So in a couple moments, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. If you've been away from God, you need to come back. I want you also to raise your hand when I ask. Some of you are not sure. If you're going to heaven, I want you to make sure you're going to heaven here tonight. Can I ask everybody to close their eyes right across this auditorium? If that's you, you've never prayed a prayer saying, Jesus, come into my life. Or if you've been away from God and you need to come back, if you're just making sure you're going to heaven right now, wherever you are, if that's you, 
Put your hand up in the air. Put it up high so I can see. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. 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 I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's about 20 people. There may be more. Raise your hand if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life. If you need to be born again, if you need to come back to Christ, if you need to make sure you're going to heaven, I'll wait just another five seconds if there's any more, and then we're all going to pray a prayer. But if there's any more, would you please raise your hand? Raise it high. Say, that's me. Phil, I need a thank you. I see your hand. Yeah. I want us all, especially those people who raise their hand to pray this prayer. Would you say these words, dear God in heaven? I ask Jesus Christ into my life. I ask to be born again. Cleanse me from sin. Make me your child. Help me follow you. Thank you, God, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Give a Lord a clap offering, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, can we put our hands together? Come on, thank the bishop. Come on, we can do better than that. Come on, why don't you thank Pastor Phil? Man, you can just feel the presence of God still here today. Those of you that responded that raised your hands, over here is our response lounge. We want to equip you by giving you a Bible. It's God's manual on how to do life to its very best. We also want to give you a great book called Following Jesus, just a little thin one that goes along with the Bible. To, uh, to help you to know where to start and everything. That's our gift to you. So if you raise your hand just then to surrender to Christ or to come back to Christ, come down to the response lounge. We've got our beautiful young ladies waiting down there for you. We'd love to just take a moment to love on you. If you're with somebody who raised their hand, uh, bring them down there. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to wrap up. And uh, we always want to give people an opportunity to sow into whatever ministry comes through here. And this is what the Bible calls a free will offering. So don't feel under any necessity or obligation to give, but understand the power of when you recognize something on somebody that you want God or heaven to direct to flow into your life, whatever you sow into begins to flow into you. So I find that whenever there's a ministry that comes through that has something that I, that I want, that I yearn for, that I long for, that I thirst for in my life, I find as I begin to sow, I, I communicate that I'm putting value on that thing. It's called an honorarium. Whatever you honor flows to you. Whatever you dishonor is repelled from you. And so by taking up a, a love offering, you can do that. And so I know that there are envelopes and you can go on to C3 San Diego and you can give that way. But uh, just lift your hands high to heaven. Let me just pray a blessing over you. Father, tonight, we just thank you for the hand of God. We thank you for the power of God. I thank you for the fire of God. And Father, even, even now, Father, I thank you right now for a hunger and a thirst. And this is the word of the Lord that came to me while Pastor Phil was preaching. The Bible says this. The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. A, long time, a lot of times before God fills, He creates a hunger and a thirst. He creates a yearning. God, God does this because... He, 
He creates a hunger and an appetite for something that God wants. God will never give you an appetite for something He doesn't fulfill. You have an appetite, a yearning to be loved because God created you to be loved. You have a hunger to eat because God created food for you to eat. You have a hunger and a thirst for water because God created you to have that. Every desire, and God, God puts desires not to thwart or frustrate. He puts desires in there to fill them, to fill them. And even now, Father, I'm praying for a fresh hunger. Many of you are going to step into a new dimension. You're going to step into a greater level of authority, a greater level of anointing. You're going to step into a higher level of power. I hear the Holy Ghost saying there are people, you're stepping into a higher dimension of power. I see you leaving fear behind. I see you leaving anxiety behind. I see you leaving almost like a passivity behind. And it's going to be like there's going to be a certainty in your step. There's going to be assurance in your stride. There's going to be strength in your resolve. The power of God is going to rest upon your life. So one more time, lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you right now. Let a fresh hunger, let a fresh thirst, let a fresh fire fall on these sons and daughters of God. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's sing this chorus one more time. If you want to give, go ahead and give. Thank you so much for joining us online. We hope you had a powerful experience. We want to take this time to personally help you navigate the next steps in becoming connected. If you made a decision for Christ today, need prayer, or want more information about our church, go to our website, c3sandiego.com. And if you didn't get a chance to give online during service and would like to contribute financially, you can go to c3give.com and click on the giving option that works best for you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you at church.